Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Rosecast, the number one Bachelor Recap podcast hosted by a male and a racial best friend duo. AB, the first good goat episode, many people are saying, with Alex Michel and Trissa Wren, the first Bachelor, first Bachelorette. You don't agree? You're shaking your head. You didn't like it? No, I liked it a lot because I hadn't seen it. I still don't know don't if know what it happened. was good. Yeah. So I feel like I need to watch both seasons. Because I don't think they did a good job. But yes, I had enjoyed this one the most. Because I had no idea what was going on. I thought it was interesting. But I I needed more. I wanted more. Just like all the GOAT episodes. Um, I watched both seasons. Ooh. My prediction that episodes were only an hour long was in fact correct. So it was a breeze oh. to watch both seasons. Really? How many episodes? I think seven, including the Women Tell All for the first one. So basically six Real episodes. They were flying then, because I anticipated less uh, women there, but they said 25 women there. 10 went home on night one. It yes, was. I did notice it that. It was literally the NCAA tournament. It was 25, 15, <laughs> 8, it's a blood 4. The, so they're just cutting them almost in half. Yes. It was halved every time until they got to the top four, and then it was by one. Okay. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. It was the context of. The shortened season played a huge role in how the relationships didn't form. Uh, on Alex Michelle's season, hmm. basically no relationships formed, and I'll tell you <laughs> why. But I watched well, both seasons. I watched Trista's as well, and you could just crank them out in an afternoon. I highly recommend it. What were you going to say? I have a lot of questions written down for you, hoping you would watch them, and you came through. Alex's season was amazing to watch. Amazing. My favorite episode of this franchise is the first ever Bachelor episode, okay? No one knew what what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. No one knew how to handle any situation. No one was taking it seriously. Um, <laughs> almost none of the women were really that interested in Alex at all. It was just a totally bizarro world thing to watch. But let's start there. The first ever season of The Bachelor back in 2002. They introduced Alex. None of the Bachelorettes knew his name or who he was. He was presented as this like, wow, can you believe we found this super successful catch? Yeah. And also, you know, we found all these great eligible women. Sparks are going to fly. 
having not seen the season, you've only seen a photo of Alex. What did you expect of him personality-wise? Because it didn't match up when I watched the show. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Well, we were you we surprised by Alex's personality, or did you not get enough to know? You didn't. Get, I didn't get enough during watching this to get what his personality was. I see him and I picture him as a country club, you know, kind of boring, I guess. Yeah, boring for uh, sure. Dad jokes. That's what I picture with that guy. Because he looked. Even then, I think he looked much older than he was. He looked older. He, he looked, looked forty-seven. 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I expect him to be this kind of boring, mature you know, got it all together type yeah, of guy. Yeah. As the season went on, less and less mature. Okay. Really? His, um, his maturity eroded quickly. On night one, he was very respectful, very mature. By Fantasy Suites time, he was basically a teenager with <laughs> raging hormones. Okay. okay. Um, Chris said something right before the women showed up that I thought was interesting. He reminded Alex that if the women didn't want to move forward with him, they could reject his rose and he would be humiliated on national I television. That, or I, I noted that. It was all, they were always reminding them, ladies, you can say no to this guy. You're welcome to do it. That's interesting. And I found that whole concept interesting that they didn't know who the guy was because that is completely different than no girl is saying no to the bachelor for the most part. Like there's, there's the occasional person That'll leave halfway through, but it's because of something they've done. Usually they go on and they're interested in that in The Bachelor. So it's not a question of if they're going to take the rose, if they're offered Never. it. And it's not acknowledged that they were almost encouraging it. Before every rose yeah. ceremony, Chris was like, make sure if you don't you like can, him, you know, leave. Don't take and that show rose. him up. Humiliate him on this stage <laughs> if you get the opportunity. Now, did anyone do it? No one did it. But I watched the Women Tell All. Several women on the Women Tell All said they would have done it if he had offered them a rose. But because he was not offering yeah. you know, every episode, so many people were not getting roses that, you know, yeah. the chances just lined up that way. But a lot of them were like, no, I didn't really, you know, like him. That's it was just so weird to see people only talk about it in that sense. Like not interested. Wasn't really feeling him. Pass. Not interested. So I'll just leave. I'll leave. Me being here is a waste of time. It doesn't matter. Too. You want to talk about social media and like a follow, getting a following and becoming famous this way? That is on none of these. It's really not. Time. So I. It's really not. It's not even close. This season, especially. I I think there was a little bit of it. Even Trista's season. Really? Okay. Yeah. The intros. What did you think of the intros? The limo entrances. Very polite. Nice. Yeah. Just, nice <laughs> to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. My name is Alex. Hello. <laughs> What's your name? That's, That's it. it. No, no hijinks, no gimmicks, Rim. Now, did you like that? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was hilarious. You like that more than the hijinks? Well, it's apples and oranges. Well, which would you prefer? I, I think I prefer the way it is now. It was. I was just entertained by this relic How of an era. Yeah. I mean, it was literally every single intro was, hello, I'm Suzanne. I'm Alex. Yeah. And then the person just walked in, you know? Well, it's not just that the people didn't know what they exactly what they were doing. The producers and stuff, the first time they've done this type of stuff, too. So they don't have, you know, what we see today is from trial and error Science. of you know, all these seasons. You didn't see Alex's face meeting them 
because they only had one camera and it was on the other yeah. side of them. <laughs> yeah. The first cocktail party. You basically gathered nothing from it. Was it a long segment? Yes. Yes, it was. Like, was it as long yes. as it is today? Because <laughs> you would gain nothing from it. You can't see him. Well, what they what they did was interspersed with the introductions. The women were talking to the camera, giving background, oh, okay. and they did that for all twenty five. Really? Yeah. So it was a little better, strangely, in that regard, okay. but mostly a waste of time because more than a third of them, yeah, almost half, half of them left. Half so. of them are gone. I don't yeah. need to know all the stories. Here's what you need to understand, AB. These episodes without commercials were 42 minutes. And in the first half hour of the 42 minutes, they introduced the concept of the show. They introduced Alex. They introduced every single woman. They had the cocktail party. Alex thought about who to eliminate. They had the very long rose ceremony in the first 30 minutes of the show. All those things occurred. (laughs) Okay. That's six hours of bachelor time now. (laughs) Easily. Easily. It just it just goes to show you how how much they're stringing us along yeah. every single episode in terms of the length of these episodes. <laughs> they're too they're unnecessarily wrong. It long. was the whole season was just a breakneck pace. You could not keep up. <laughs> it was so fast. Um, the first cocktail party. I thought Alex was very attentive and respectful. It was interesting to see a lot of group interaction. Yeah, but how are you supposed to... I just didn't understand how Alex made his decision on who he was going to send home and who he was going to keep other than looks. It was looks. That's what that's, it was. That's the only <laughs> that's thing what he did. that could have been. He didn't really sit down and talk with anybody. A couple. And get they a had sense. a little bit. I mean, they did a little bit. Yeah. No one was stealing each other. I found that interesting. No. There was no, let me steal you for a second and pull you away. It was ever like I think, like you said, everyone was just kind of had no idea what exactly to none. do here. None. They all talked about what they did. It was like a real singles mixer where they talked about what they did with one guy and they talked about, you know, their jobs. They didn't show the deliberation room. Are you familiar with the deliberation room? Well, only from Instagram, your Instagram post. Yeah, it was just a room with all their headshots. And Mm -hmm. Alex went in there and stared at them. He went in there before every rose ceremony. Uh, Later on, they had video messages with the remaining. See, They kept that. Not maybe not the video messages part, but they kept yeah. a form of that deliberation room. I'm, I re, I remember some of that type of stuff happening in this in some of the earlier seasons that I watched, which wasn't too long ago. So that must have been around for a long time. The first ever rose ceremony. A couple things to note: the roses were, I think, three and a half feet They're long. Com- they were comically gigantic, long. <laughs> comically long, comically long stemmed roses, and just raw. They had all the thorns and petals on them. I'm pretty sure. Did Chris do it? A lot of talking this whole season, not necessarily about the rose ceremony, but it just didn't seem like Chris did a lot. No, he did a regular, comparable to what he does now, which is just every now and then he pops in, but not much. Okay. I think there was, he had to do more explaining to the women and Alex about, you know, what was going on, but he wasn't that much of a confidant necessarily. I thought the shot of all the girls, 25 of them lined up single file was absurd. They, you gotta have different rows. <laughs> oh, you mean, yeah, yeah. They were they, they lined around the room. They were wrapped around the, <laughs> this little room. I thought that was a very funny shot when I saw that. Speaking of setting, 
you gotta i think they gotta move back to malibu as soon as possible this place this, is that where they were at I was yeah. gonna, that was one question i had for you i have tons of questions but where oh, were they 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 were in malibu okay that place where the rose ceremony and cocktail party took place was where alex lived for the duration of the show they had oh. a separate ladies villa which is what it was named which was an even <laughs> bigger mansion also in malibu uh, my guess is it's probably just too expensive to, I mean, there's, there's probably not enough room in Malibu compared to where they are now, you know? I wonder when they moved into the mansion. Uh, we'll find out, uh, cause I have a feeling I'm just going to crank through these seasons. <laughs> okay. They're only 40 yeah. minutes. I was rolling through them. <laughs> the first rose ceremony, the vibe completely different than casual, what it is today. Super casual. Very that's casual. Seemed, that's how it seemed to me. Very casual. casual. No <laughs> one was really tripping about anything. It was... <laughs> if I get sent home, I get sent home. Exactly. It really makes no difference here. No hard feelings anywhere. They made it seem on the GOAT episode, like the first rose ceremony was just heartbreak for all these women. No. Not the case whatsoever. The one person they showed who was like, this is really hard. That person got a rose, AB. Okay. The 10 <laughs> people who didn't get a rose were like, ah, you know, Shoot. wasn't really feeling you me. Win some, you win something, you lose something. Shoot. <laughs> you got to go back to work on Monday. Let me head out. <laughs> it was, was very weekend. relaxed. You said they lined up all around. That was the only rose ceremony where they were lined up. All the other rose ceremonies, they were sitting, sitting down. down on couches, <laughs> like arms up on the side, on the armrests. It was so, so casual. casual. It was amazing. Even the final rose ceremony, it was just three women on the couches like, hmm, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, Alex. <laughs> and there were also a lot of little celebrations. You know how some people do it now? It's in poor taste. Most people then were like... Bow, you know, tiger fist pumps. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, making a joke about it. Moving on. Um, oh, and the last part about rose ceremonies. Season one, they weren't called rose ceremonies. They were called invitation nights. Hate that. I don't like it either. It's not as catchy. <laughs> it's terrible. They tried to emphasize it's a two-way street. Yeah. It's an invitation that you can decline. You can decline you know? it, yep. Moving on, the ladies' villa, A.B., the date cards arrived via gift box. For some reason, I kind of fuck with that. The gift it box. It was mysterious. It was fun. It was, and there was stuff in there. They didn't really touch on it, but it seemed like there was some, there were I trinkets. Saw some stuff yeah. in there. There were trinkets in that <laughs> yeah. box. <laughs> I would have liked to know a little bit more about what was going on with them boxes. Some of the date boxes were really heavy, and Tristan would have to be like, got a date box <laughs> on the right on the table. Uh, group dates. They had 15 people. First week, three group dates, five each. Oh, no one-on-ones. No one-on-ones. Uh, Interesting. What they didn't show was later, the first one-on-ones, the only one-on-ones, those were de determined by Alex's married friends, two of whom moved into the ladies' villa in episode three. They asked everybody compatibility questions. Guys or girls? Well, it was a married couple in 2003, oh, so couple, a guy couple. and a girl. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So they asked them compatibility questions, and then they decided who got to go on the one-on-one -on -one dates. So Alex didn't even get to have a say in who he was about to date. I'm cool with that. You don't mind that? <laughs> no, I'm cool with that. Okay. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> the first one-on-one -on -one date, uh, they jetted off to Vegas, actually ate food at dinner, strange to see, 
spent time together conversing in a group. I noticed the food. The one thing I I noticed as well is the bachelor had no idea what he was doing. And at no. one point, someone steals him away. The first steal, they made note of that on the episode last night. And Alex is like, hey, uh, maybe this is actually probably something I should be doing with everyone, huh? <laughs> Spend a long time with me. Maybe yeah. I, should, uh, be pulling, I should actually be pulling all of these girls aside, yeah. huh? <laughs> and the producers are like, yeah, maybe. They, I don't know. The, None the of producers, us know. The producers did not know what to do either. The first steal was breathtaking. Okay, her name was Angelique. She was like, you know what? I'm going to steal Alex away. You watch. And the produ- <laughs> she was saying this to the cameras, and you could tell that they didn't encourage her to do it. She was like, check this shit out. Come here. I'm going to steal The Bachelor. Okay? That's a <laughs> groundbreaking reality TV moment and move <laughs> from her. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody was like, <gasps> first they were very upset, and then they realized, she got wait us. a second, maybe we should <laughs> yeah. also get to know the guy. The Rhonda segment. Rhonda, for all intents and purposes, invented modern bachelor phraseology. Rhonda was the first person to say, I'm not here to make French, which I think set the franchise off on a different course than it would have been otherwise. <laughs> and not only that, she was the first person to say, you know, so-and-so is not here for the right reason. Right reasons, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Rhonda or the Zoom call or any of that? Very first dramatic rose ceremony ever, they said. Um, the EMTs came, I think, or something. I don't I don't yeah. fully know what was going on there. She she had an anxiety attack, a little shortness of breath. Um, mm. The EMTs came and said, you know, you're fine, and that was really it. She didn't even okay. leave in the ambulance or anything. Uh, should be noted, AB, speaking of firsts, first kiss. An interracial... It was a black woman. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Who saw that coming? Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Lenise was also on the Zoom segment with Rhonda. I read an article about Lenise, about how much uh, racism she got. I saw that on People? Yeah. From uh, interracial relationships and people not agreeing with it. Listen, you think the internet's a wild place now? I bet it was... 2002? You got a GeoCity site or a Zanga? <laughs> Anything goes. <laughs> I bet she saw some foul stuff. Foul, absolutely. Shannon segment. Uh, you have any notes on Shannon or how this was presented? Because I have a ton of notes here. Shannon was easily the most interesting figure from this season. Easily. She, I wrote down, she seems like one of the most interesting people in this series. I am very interested in getting to know more about her in general. She seemed like she... Number one, did not care that he was the bachelor. That that didn't matter to her at all. Yeah, she was gonna d- have a relationship. How she was gonna have it. Mm. She was never gonna bend. No. Uh, you know her morals or anything like that. I love to see it. It was something to watch. She seemed like she was owning him. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> putting his ass in his place. Well, and constantly mad at him. It also seemed like yes, she hated him. It was the strangest. Uh, I want to look at it from the perspective of the way she was viewed back then. I don't think if Shannon were on the show now and had these heated moments with the lead, it would be perceived the same way. First, some background. She had one of the three solo dates, the third one. 
She told him she doesn't kiss on the first date. She really didn't get that close with him. That's fine. Do your thing. But keep in mind, this is the only date you're going on with this person before you introduce him to your family. Yeah. People didn't really understand the microwaved nature of the show. Like, you got to hurry up, right? I watched the women tell all, and that really revealed to me how Shannon was perceived by the fans. She was telling Alex this and that, you know, I'm not going to get close to you. I'm not going to answer these questions. I don't like that you're with these other women, all these things. And because of that, she was the hero fan favorite of the season. She got the biggest ovation at the Women Tell All. Really? Uh, I think there was just this anti, from the viewers, this anti-Bachelor sentiment. Like, people resented the fact. Like he was a cheater? That he was just, no matter who it was, he was going to be seen as this playboy, this dog. Yeah. And there was a woman on the show, Shannon, who was like, oh, you're giving the fantasy suite cards to other people. You know, how dare you? Who do you think you are? Yeah. And people cheered that on, which is just not how, you know, because it was so new. Yeah. Everyone, I think, resented the concept of the show. I think people hated Alex Michelle simply because he was The Bachelor. That's understandable. Yeah. Now, that would... Just never, you know, everyone knows what the deal is now. That's but just nobody part of the knew game, the deal. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. It's part of the game. But nobody knew. Even the people on the show were like, so wait, you're going to go on a date with me and then go on a date with her? And they hated him for it. It was so, yeah. granted, his immaturity didn't help, but it was just so different to watch. I don't get the sense that at Shannon liked Alex at any point. Okay, really? Any point. <laughs> Alex went to Shannon's hometown. She was more interested in seeing their family dog, interacting with the family dog the whole time and ignoring Alex on the hometown. Inexplicably, she got a rose after hometowns. I have no idea why. Okay, She was not interested in him. Then they went to the location for their overnight date. It was somewhere in Colorado in the mountains. Another note, all the overnight dates took place in separate locations. I think, which is good. It gives you a travel buffer day. You can compartmentalize the situations. Yeah. We didn't get enough of the information on the logistics of this season. How did how did the hometown dates work? Same as they do now. Top four, you go to their hometown. Okay. They didn't show any of the hometowns, unfortunately. And they all went to his hometown, too. In the finale, when oh, there okay. were only when... two left, they went to his hometown. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So during Shannon's hometown, she wasn't interested in. Then they went to the overnight date where she spent, honestly, most of the day rejecting his kisses and telling him, I'm not going to answer these personal questions you're asking me. This is, there's three people left and the expectation (laughs) is engagement. And she's like, these subjects are off limits. Okay. It it. (laughs) It was different. Alex, of course, did a very poor job of reading the situation. Even after she's, you know, scooching away from him while they're sitting by the fire, he still offers her the fantasy suite card. And the fantasy suite card, she was very upset by. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But still, she agreed to go check it out. I mean, again, nobody knew what they were doing. She agreed to go check it out with him, but she was just upset by the concept of the fantasy suite, full stop. It was a lot of fun to watch because it's just not something that would ever happen in a million years now. Well, at this point, everyone's so familiar with what a fantasy suite is. I'm sure 
back then, you have you have no idea no. that that's even coming. So it could be, you know, it could come off poorly to sleazy, the people. And really sleazy. sleazy. Yeah. If you get a, you know, she got the home t- or the fantasy suite date, which she didn't expect, and then she thinks in her head, like, wait, he's giving this to everybody. Apparently, it's yeah, it's she wasn't expecting it, so of course it was. <laughs> she did not like that concept. No, hated it, hated, it, and could never get past the fact that Alex was dating other women at the same yeah. time. Never got on board with that at all. Uh, what did you make of the exit? The first confrontational exit in the history of the show. She shakes his hand. I mean, that's one of the best things I've ever seen. Handshake. And then she walks away and she's like, oh, wait a second. Let me go fucking. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. go Lay him out a little more. Comes back and asks a few more questions of him, which he can't answer. Well, the answer was, you don't seem to like me very much. That was the real, that's what he should have said. He was like, we don't get along very well. You actually hate me, it seems. (laughs) Yeah, that should have been the answer. At least that's what was clear to me after watching the episode. You just shook my hand instead of even giving me a respectable hug. She, and the thing she said, she kept saying, have fun, just in a sarcastic. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun was a real big shot. I took note of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. have fun. Whatever you're doing here, this fun game you're playing isn't going to work out how you think. That's how I took <laughs> that have fun. And, and that's part of why I think she was so popular. She kept saying what people were saying to their TVs. Like, oh, this Play guy's just out here making out with all the chicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I think probably she had the first, you know, empowering impromptu breakup speech on a dating show in American history. I th- yeah. I can't think of who would have done it first, but, you know, she nailed that. Shannon was like Shannon was on a pedestal for the viewers. This segment of of go episodes makes me basically need to watch this episode. I think she is such a fascinating uh, reality TV pioneer. one of the great characters is what it seems to me in reality television history she was like she was Carol Baskin she had him on a leash and she was like no you're not doing this get away from me I mean it was amazing (laughs) I need to see this storyline completely quickly moving on to Amanda these two were the only ones who had even a slight connection AB I don't know if you picked up on that and that connection was pure horniness. Okay. That was their connection. <laughs> they made out constantly in the limo. It, it was Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. What I envisioned their limo <laughs> situations were like. They were rolling around on the floor of a restaurant. Now, it was a restaurant where you sat on the floor, but they're still, still rolling still, around on the floor. Still. Okay. <laughs> also, after that date in the Japanese restaurant, Alex gave Amanda a massage. Complete with a table in the restaurant yeah. right where they ate their food. Okay. <laughs> it was most of what these two talked about was outfits they planned to in- wear while role playing. Yeah. Into. <laughs> yeah, that's all they talked about. That's all they talked about. What did you make of the first fantasy suite invite? That was the first one ever when Alex gave Amanda the card oh, was for the it? fantasy suite. Both of them very into it. <laughs> Uncomfortably so, Didn't have to- I would say. <laughs> Were the cards from Chris Harrison still? Yes. It was okay. like, hey, 
Chris gave me this envelope, and it was this Do you beautiful yeah. calligraphy cursive <laughs> writing. So um, they changed when they showed them making out in the limo. They changed the music because the music then originally was like it was like rock bow chicka wow wow music and they yeah. zoomed in and out close like they, these two were they going changed ahead. it a little bit for the goat season oh yes okay. yes it, it was beautiful string music on the goat did, episode that was not the case i thought they had looked like they had a great connection from what i was shown no it was that only <laughs> physical only i cannot stress to you enough his main criteria was this person likes me that's a big plus. That's why I will give her a rose. Because most people on the show did not, <laughs> did like, not him. like him. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Trista's portion before we get to the finale. One of the early things they showed was Alex and Trista at the mud bath group date. Let me tell you what they didn't show, AB. Ooh. They were all talking in a group. Because uh, when you're you know, in a mud bath on a group, you can't have alone t- you're not going to no, get up be and go a have alone absolute time. mess <laughs> it's just not going to happen so they were talking about relationships and cheating and trista looks at alex and asks have you ever cheated in a relationship before and alex goes yeah a few times a few <laughs> yeah. the bachelor was like i've cheated multiple times <laughs> and he kind of said it he said it wasn't that bad I think because his girlfriends were like far away at the time. It I mean, it was just an appalling it was a jaw dropping moment. And none of the girls just left at that moment? They were like, oh, mm, oh I guess I'm not accepting your rose. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're kind of a scuzz. <laughs> that is very interesting information. <laughs> yeah, you're not that desirable. <laughs> anyway, what do you have on uh, what they showed of the Trista portion? We didn't get a lot, but I wrote here that they, it just doesn't seem like the girls are throwing themselves all over The Bachelor like they are currently. I think it helps with them not knowing who it is. There's a sense of they're all there for the right reasons back in that day. I wrote that it seemed like more real connections were forming, but that's obviously not the case. Not even close. No connections were formed. (laughs) Okay. okay? No real connections were formed. That's just something I didn't get from the goat seasons. It seemed like there were some real connections there. No. And while I was watching three people, though, they only showed you, they showed you everything, all the conversing. So it seemed like, wow, these two are really getting along. That's what I thought when I was watching. Well, they're having some real conversations here. <laughs> not really. Not okay. really. The conversations were about real life topics in a lot of instances. Like, what do you do? What's your career? Yeah. Where, you know, where do you live? Would you move? But because he was winnowing them down so quickly and start to finish was half the time that it is now. It just never seemed like engagement was, you know, was a serious possible sure. outcome with any of them. Okay couple notes on their Hawaii date, the night of their overnight. Trista kind of reluctantly told Alex that she was, quote, in like with him. Okay, there's three people left. They're going to get engaged soon, and that's kind of where they're at. Alex, at one point, said he was hoping she would show him she was interested. Okay. (laughs) This is where The Bachelor's at with the person (laughs) who ended up getting second. I hope she can show me that she has interest in me. Alex also puked in the helicopter. I saw that. Then later he had to leave. They had some alone time on the beach. He had to leave and do the same. And then she showed up to his room 
for their, you know, their romantic dinner date. He was so sick that they didn't have that date, uh, but they did get to hang out the next day, though they didn't have a fantasy suite. He didn't get to invite her to a fantasy suite. And it wasn't really discussed? It I wasn't... don't think so, no. Yeah, okay. They did have an overnight, like she stayed over at his house in Malibu the last time they saw each other before the finale, but there was no fantasy suite. I was going to ask you about that. It seemed like in both the seasons we saw last night, more hanging out in hotel rooms. I saw a lot of clips from different contestants and it seemed like they were just hanging out in hotel rooms more so than we're used to. That might have been his mansion in Malibu. Did they go to his mansion a lot? He asked for extra dates before he made his final decision. So both Tristan, Amanda, they're hanging out in his bedroom. So it probably looked like a hotel room. Uh, and then okay. in the pool also. That was okay. a few days before he made his decision. Mm-hmm. I have no idea if this is an entertaining episode for the people. I'm just telling you what happened on the season. That wasn't on yeah. screen. Well, I guess that's all that matters. Um, what do you got on the proposal segment? And do you have any questions about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this seemed pretty straightforward, like what we're used to. Eh. Ex- except a couple things. Uh, I feel like Chris gave away who was the winner. How so? Uh, he, han- he, he handled it differently when the winner showed up. I feel like he gave away to Amanda that she was the winner when she showed up. He had a grin on his face. I also found it weird in season one, after Alex told Trista that she wasn't the one, Alex walks over to Chris. Chris is sitting there and he walks her to the out, to the yeah. car. That's weird. The whole thing was weird. <laughs> That's very weird. And Chris was smiling. Chris Chris was like, <laughs> Come on. hey, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trista was not. It was a no hard feelings <laughs> situation. No, hard feelings, no, no big, big deal. deal. Only the night before, the last time they had seen each other, did she say, ah, you know, maybe I'd consider getting engaged. Up until that point, she was not going to be engaged, period. I mean, she was telling his family, I like your son. I don't love him. But then, towards the very end, Started she up. was like, maybe I'd get engaged. Alex, it yeah. did seem more casual than usual, and him telling Trista, they weren't, he's just like, we were meant to spend the rest of our lives together. Hopefully, this is a good thing for you, too. And that was the end of it. That was it. <laughs> they didn't know each other, AB. You got to understand, none of these people knew each other. That was it. That's all it was. These people... Barely knew each other. Trista was barely interested in I just can't in get him. over the Chris handoff. What were they thinking? Why would Chris walk into the limo? Listen, <laughs> they were trying things out. They didn't know what worked. That was one of them. Amanda shows up after Trista. Okay, she's the choice. And Alex tells her right away, you're getting the rose. His speech made that obvious. He showed her the ring, too. Andy, then he showed her the ring. That was weird. He was like, check this out. <laughs> I got them. I got the bling. <laughs> Can you believe I'm holding this expensive ring back in the pocket? Anyways, we're, that's, here's why we're not doing <laughs> this that. This doesn't though. go to you. No. And, and here's, I think, part of the reason why. At his hometown, Alex's parents and his whole family, they were all dead set on him not getting engaged. They were like, what are you thinking? You barely know these women. Neither of them seem that interested. Do not go through with this. Okay, that's what his mom was saying. 
<laughs> then he gets on one knee and offers her the final rose. It was very, it was a, it was a bad finale. From the other ones that I've seen, it was a bad finale. Yeah, I don't know why I said normal. It didn't seem normal. Yeah, I mean, um, he got on one knee I and did, offered her a I rose. What it- do you mean it was normal? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I have a bunch of notes about how it wasn't normal. I will say this. I liked how he said basically what we've always asked for in these, you know, these engagements. We don't know each other well enough. Let's see if this works in the real world outside of this fantasy world and see if it works. And then I could see us getting engaged. I thought that was refreshing to see. I have always advocated for something like that yeah. if you're not ready. Always. Watching this, I completely understand why they made engagements a priority. You know, no juice it was just like, to oh, it. Yeah. It just was not entertaining. Especially the finale <laughs> okay. of The First Bachelor. <laughs> I can imagine the letdown it was for the viewers. <laughs> it was like, so what? <laughs> you know? I forgot he got Here's on one knee and handed out the <laughs> yeah. rose. I don't know why I Come didn't <laughs> Why was he on one knee? I don't know. I I can't believe he showed her the ring. Okay, I can't believe he showed her the ring. Why even pick out the ring? He picked out the ring that morning. So why even pick one out? It wasn't Neil Lane in Blazing Across. It was just some ring shop down the street. Yeah. They also had a Zoom call with Amanda. She's doing well. Uh, I have no real comments on her. No, I found it funny. Chris was asking about Alex during all these zoom calls and he was you could tell he was actually asking them like have you for no for real have you do you have any contact information for alex yeah nobody knew his linkedin went kind of viral after the show he's in washington dc based on his latest update but his linkedin is the only scrap of evidence that he still exists you want to hear something here rim oh no is this the headline of the week this is the headline of the week, Rim. It just, Should we tease it? Should we tease presses. it? Okay, go now. Go now. <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> Bachelor season one winner. This is from us. Bachelor season one winner, Amanda March, re- Marsh, reveals she's engaged. Ex Alex Michael is married. Now, Amanda went on to an to a us podcast and basically dished all the stuff. What? She knows about him. She was f- lying to Chris's face. He's married. He has kids. She knew this. <laughs> oh, come on. That's very disappointing. I assume she was paid more money to go on us and d- drop the real details about <laughs> yeah. Alex yeah. Michael. It is not. It was not a secret to her. She she obviously has been in contact with him. She knows about him. She's seen ki- pictures of the kids. She mentions them. She didn't reveal any of this last night with Chris. That's very disappointing because yeah. I have this whole vibe that Alex is like this international man of mystery, but no, Amanda knows all the details. Yeah, she knew. She knows at least. That's a good headline. Yeah. Uh, the fashion segment with Demi and Nicole, I skipped. I went to the vending machine, got some sour Skittles. It's a much better use of my time, I think. Listen, we get it. People wore baggy this suits. This wasn't funny. Okay. This wasn't funny. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I'm a huge Demi and... I like Nicole too. I'm a, but I'm a huge Demi fan in general. She's one of the great cast members. But this was I did not want to see her on my screen after this. I this was worthless. If you're gonna have people make fun of dated fashion, have it be people who live through the era. Okay, Demi was probably five years old when this <laughs> yeah. was going on. Okay, we're older enough to remember why this stuff was in style. Yep, completely unnecessary segment. 
I'm taking your word for it. I literally, I walked away from the TV. No, you didn't miss anything. It was worthless. Okay, I have a few extra notes, but none of them are that good. So anything else about this season, AB, you want to talk about? No, I'm interested. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm I I'm going to. I'm very interested in this. I think it's worth your time. I mean, it's it's an afternoon. That's all it is. Uh, let's take a quick break. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. I have fewer notes on Trista's portion of the GOAT episode just because, you know, it wasn't the first. Everyone kind of knew the deal by then. Yeah. This third season of the franchise. Do you have anything on our limo entrances segment? Uh, nothing with the limos. Again, it's just no nothing, no juice with any of these introductions. Um, yeah, no, there's. I don't have anything on them. <laughs> One guy, Russ, gave her some Tiffany jewelry. Mm. That was like the first serious gift I saw. Russ made it pretty far. The first group date was also in Las Vegas. Same as Alex's. They jetted off to Vegas. They showed a bit of Greg's hometown, specifically the apartment. Yeah, Greg. I have a question about Greg. They showed him on a motorcycle. Did he bring a motorcycle to the... That was his hometown in New York City. What kind of question is that? Where was his family? New York City. But they, they just show showed him family. going to the stu- studio apartment. Yeah, that and was And they were driving up. around on a motorcycle. Yeah. I was confused about everything that was going on on my screen. Why did they go to his house? Listen, beats me. Okay. I think they went to his house because to roast him? Yeah. Yes. I mean it was I good TV. I liked <laughs> I liked that segment. The guy got roasted for having a small apartment in Manhattan. He didn't have time to clean it. Well, the other thing was while he was on the show, he let someone else stay in it. Oh, he did. <laughs> so he had to go over that morning and like 
push everything yeah, into the corner just, before uh, there's Tristan this crap in that studio apartment. But I found it funny when she, it was clear at that moment he was not gonna, oh. not gonna match with Tristan. It was almost for her. It was like I, not only can I live here, I can't live with someone that would live here. He didn't have a date before that. There were three one-on-one dates prior to hometown. So necessarily one person on hometowns had never been on a date with the lead. And it was Greg. And it was obviously Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look up when they showed up to New York. I was like, who is this guy? I had no recollection of Greg prior to his hometown. (laughs) Anything else on this? I feel like they just dabbled in Trista's season before moving on to Cassie's segment. Yeah, we didn't get a lot from Trista's season, honestly. The main takeaway was... Greg has a shitty apartment. That was from the that main segment, part. Yes. The first part of Trista's season, <laughs> that, that was the main takeaway I gathered. Was Greg has a bad apartment. <laughs> that's not fair. Even Chris was like, Greg moved out of that apartment. It's like, well... That's none of our business or your business anymore, okay? Leave Greg alone. He didn't ask Greg for any of this. Greg is expensive in New York City. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Unfair. Unfair criticism, <laughs> I thought. All right. Uh, let's completely switch topics, I guess, uh, to Cassie. That was on there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but- and we gain nothing from it. Yeah. Uh, she starts the conversation with like, I'm not going to talk about the breakup. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> what else do you think we want to That's all I get about. from you right now? I don't need a Cassie an life up, update just an at all. update on Cassie's life. We could go to your Instagram and find that out. We want to know the juice that has to do with this series. So when she <laughs> said that right off the bat, I'm out. Chris goes anyway. Well, that's fine. What happened with the breakup, though? <laughs> she says. She says. I don't know if I really want to talk about the breakup. And Chris, says, oh, okay. So, like, what happened with the breakup? Though? Why'd you break up? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to tell us, but don't come on. No, we're talking about that. If you're coming on here, I mean, that's why you're here. Whole segment is to talk about you breaking up with our bachelor. We got no new details about that. We got nothing. nothing. We gained nothing. Yeah. We gained nothing. All we know is it wasn't COVID and uh, quarantine okay, related. Okay, how which about I that question from Chris, though? He implied Colton getting coronavirus was a f- major factor in why they <laughs> ended their relationship. I can't even wrap my mind around that logic. Chris had a rough interview here. He also, at one point, tells her she sounds nervous. Just a quick interview tip. Don't tell the person you're interviewing (laughs) that they sound nervous. It's only going to make it worse. It seems like you're having a hard time with the conversation (laughs) on television. I, I just can't get over Chris making it seem like Colton getting sick has anything to do with the demise of their relationship. I I took it as... Kind of, I've talked about. It. I don't know. I don't know if it was on this show or not. But there's going to be a lot of breakups, quarantine breakups, because you're spending more time together. That's how I took it. Is did you know spending that much time together break you up? Not necessarily that he got you. He got COVID. Let me break up with him. <laughs> but that I mean, that's why how it came mention, off. Though. That's exactly how it came yeah. off. I agree with you. There's that's probably what he meant. But it came off as like, man, you guys are... Could never date someone with COVID. <laughs> That's how it came off. Yeah. So, yeah. Nothing came of it. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of our time to talk about waste it. Waste of time. Yeah. Um, back to Trista, Charlie, and Ryan. 
Any comments? Any questions, A.B.? Uh, Charlie gives her kind of an ultimatum. Early. First date. Oh, was it? He yeah. basically says, if you do anything on with uh, Ryan, it's not going to work with us. And no, he Trista said, shuts that down immediately. He said that at a time when there was like eight people left. Really? Maybe 15. <laughs> so it wasn't just Ryan. They showed the continuation later when it was yeah. just him and Ryan. But yeah, it was questionable at the time to even breach the topic. Yeah, I mean, Trista's just like, I'm going to do whatever I want, and I'm going to handle these relationships separately, so deal with it. He came around on that. Or go home. The presentation well, she was she didn't bad. give him a chance. She didn't give, at least what I saw, she didn't give him a chance to not come around with it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But the way they presented it, they made it seem like it was the same date. They did make it seem this like was, the same was date. That was not. That okay. was, there was two or three weeks in between. Charlie was this big, just a big, hulking, suave charismatic crowd pleaser guy really okay ryan was very soft-spoken quiet you know he wrote her poems he might have read her five different poems it was it was just constant poetry with ryan very sweet uh what did you think of the finale night there was one big difference between bachelorettes now and trista then i didn't catch it what was it trista gave the speech and then in the speech was you won or you lost. Now, so the guy, the guy the goes bachelorette first. stands there yeah. and waits for the guy to do the spiel and then says no. So Charlie never. Good point. He didn't give a speech. He didn't get the, on a knee or anything. The way they do it now is better because you get more heartbreak. <laughs> you get them to really spill their <laughs> the guts <laughs> and then you break their heart. It's obviously better the way they do it now. Yeah, I mean. Is this a more fair and reasonable way Absolutely. to do it? Absolutely. Yes, this is a way more reasonable. <laughs> humane. <laughs> humane, exactly. Uh, guys looking good on the Zoom call, AB. I did not expect Charlie to show up. Sharp, well-spoken, should probably be the next host of the show. Do you have anything on the Charlie segment? Liked Charlie. Big Charlie fan. Uh, is it weird that Chris told Charlie's one-year-old daughter that he'd see her in 20 years? I thought that was a bit uh, uh, not okay with that. Not okay with that. <laughs> I feel like someone on the call should have said something. And also, I'm not really okay with Chris bringing the babies on anymore. I don't really get it's it. It's a lot. These, number yeah. one, Charlie isn't really a, a part of Bachelor Nation right now. And he didn't marry someone from Bachelor Nation. So their kid, that has nothing to do with this. We don't need to see that. Agreed. It's and not about your subject, And I don't think they were wanting it most of the time. No. <laughs> they were put on the spot by the question. Can you bring your one-year-old out here? <laughs> For no reason. Agreed. Weird. Chris has been acting weird <laughs> in all these goat season episodes. <laughs> just a, it's just a little... Over the top. I'm not sure his son is a good producer. <laughs> I think he needs an actual good producer to yeah. help him out in these Agreed. scenarios. Okay, the Ryan proposal, A.B., what did you make of this? It's one of the great ones of all time. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Loved seeing it. It's what I assume you said it was such high ratings. I'm sure that hit, and that's part of the reason this show has become so popular is moments like that. I mean, it's exactly what you're looking for. This proposal has a lasting legacy <laughs> with the franchise. <laughs> it was also the first, it was the third season of the franchise, there was a bachelor between Alex and Trista's season. 
the second bachelor got engaged, but they were already broken up. Nasty breakup <laughs> by the time Trista's season even aired. Okay. So this was the first proposal that, you know, was beautiful and lasted. This is the success story of the franchise. There's plenty after that, but this is the ma- If you're looking at success stories, it's 15 this. years. These two. The wedding, I looked it up. It was a three-episode special. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about milking the juggernaut couple. Have you ever experienced a bachelor wedding? I feel like you haven't. No. That's crazy to me. I saw Evan and Carly get married, but it was was half a Paradise episode. I don't mean that. That's not a wedding, really. I'm talking about a full, (laughs) like, standalone episode. It's like the royal wedding. Someone even said that. It's like the royal <laughs> wedding, these episodes. I watched, uh, what's his name? Ashley and JP. That was, it's beautiful. Yeah. I can't believe they haven't had one since then. Maybe they will with one of these. No, well, they, they didn't do Rachel and Brian's. Well, they were talking, so. they were in talks on uh, the Ben Higgins and Lauren uh, reality TV show, which I watched in full. They were in talks to to have one but obviously they broke up so there probably won't be one for a while i mean jojo and jordan maybe jojo uh, maybe yeah. jojo and jordan yeah i've seen the clips i've seen jp's that one was beautiful great. you'll like them i know i will <laughs> yeah I you'll like them <laughs> uh they said 20 million viewers tuned into the wedding i was just blown away by when he kept announcing these numbers the, the numbers, numbers were huge astronomical. the numbers were huge what you kept saying 20 million people <laughs> viewed the wedding <laughs> What? And that was a big drop. That was a big drop what? from the finale. 25 million people watched the finale. That's insanity. What are you talking about with these numbers? I'm familiar with the numbers of Bachelor. And these, I mean, it's not even close. Not even close. <laughs> the numbers are crazy. And they could spend their budget was through the roof back then, I'm sure, because this was a tentpole network television franchise that you had to watch live. So there are advertisers all over the place. Yeah. That's why you could go to three locations for the Fantasy Suites episode. Anything on Trista's Zoom call? Uh, no, she talked about the double standard she faced, which I still think is out there. Uh, probably a little mm-hmm. less for the current Bachelorettes, but I assume she had it bad when she was the first. Like, yeah. anything she did was looked at. Anytime she kissed someone, it was probably looked, it was frowned upon by a portion of the audience. I think portion is fair. This was a long time ago, so I don't know for sure. But I have to imagine there was also this aspect of her being in charge. Absolutely. And I think that was probably the overwhelming sentiment because the audience is already mostly female. So they're calling for the tables to be turned after the first couple seasons of The Bachelor. Yeah. But then also, you know, like she said, the concept of fantasy suites for Trista's season was like unthinkable for a lot of people back then so yeah anyway on the zoom call i thought ryan showing up was cute uh, that was fun couple notes my main qualm about trista's season was i think she took not tipping her hand to the guys way too far to the point where she basically didn't tell any of them how she felt the whole season so the guys were just yeah. flying blind into the finale uh and the other note I have for this season is that there was almost no stealing on group dates or cocktail parties. And for both of these seasons, no villains. Was there just a general lack of, uh, you know, controversy and 
that type of you know the people drama. dislike it yeah any drama with the contestants do it did any of them have any problems with each other minor minor problems nothing yeah. major uh no fights between anyone the guys would say oh so and so is full of himself and the women would be might be like yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember. That was never the pillar of an episode. Nothing that stands like, out. Tune in next week when this battle goes down. None of that. Yeah. Any other questions, AB? I think this no. was another bad recap by us. I don't think so. Hey, we'll see. I learned a lot. This was like a <laughs> welcome to class, rim class. Like a TEDx talk, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the mailbag. Last week's question was, would you rather have Claire season... As they're planning it, you know, quarantined, or would you rather wait until it can all be done normal? Ah, that's right. Hey, can we touch on Claire? Sure. Why are they acting like they're gonna still they're still looking for contestants, Rim? I, I told don't know. you last week that they're about to go to quarantine. They're about to go to the bachelor bubble, which I'm trademarking, by the way. <laughs> bachelor bubble. <laughs> Before they steal that, it is the bachelor bubble. I will be calling. They're going to call it the bachelor bubble. They're, they're going to call they're it definitely that. Calling it that. They're going to steal that from me. That is trademarked right now. I don't know how trademarks work. If I think if I announce it, we're I think if you go, just though. say it, it's the Michael Scott bankruptcy. You yeah. can just say it. It's law. I've declared bachelor bubble my intellectual property. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, they're gonna take that. You they gotta are, understand. They're Bachelor gonna steal Bubble that. I know they the are. Next Bachelor Bubble, first episode. They're gonna steal that. Anyways, they're they are leaving <laughs> soon. They're not. They're not getting more people. But they have ev- between every commercial. They say want to join Claire season. It's like no. That's it's but way they too say late. Matt James too. Yeah, wasn't they said, a do you want to okay. join Claire or Matt James's season? apply now it's there are no new people coming on to Claire's season i have no clue why they keep announcing that i'm so confused are they trying to make us think that they're changing the whole thing that we talked about a while ago was now that this this has happened we can get a older because we you know we already knew the cast before uh covet hit so we talked about how they could bring in, and they talked about how they could bring in older people. Are they just trying to trick us into thinking they're bringing in more people, different people than they actually are, and they're just going to have that original cast? What is the purpose of this lie that they're telling? It's a lie. I think they're just, I think it's just laziness, honestly. Laziness? They just didn't record new audio for the promo. <laughs> okay. I really do. Because her photo isn't used on the promo anymore, so it's just outdated. Okay, let's go to the mailbag, 773-234-7794. Would you rather they do clear season like this or wait until they can do it properly? Mark from Boston, regarding Claire's season, all these circumstances with The Bachelor already chosen and no traveling should make most people there either looking for love or fame. There's no in-between with seeing the world, maybe becoming The Bachelor, etc., I expect high drama with everyone stuck together. This experiment might be so successful, they might do it as a spinoff. Thank you, Mark. Amy C., also from Boston. I would prefer a quarantined version of Claire's season now rather than waiting, simply because I want to see the show in a different format. I want to see how they adapt to having it all filmed in one spot, and I'm excited to see how they handle things like hometowns. Hometowns would be interesting. They're just going to put it up on the big screen? Zoom call? Zoom hometown? I'm starting to realize they can't feasibly do this. <laughs> it's, just gonna, it's just not going to work. I think you can still do... I mean, it's not going to look like we are accustomed to. 
that doesn't mean you can still not do an enjoyable bubble version of The Bachelor. Bachelor bubble. Trademark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Darby from Kansas. Honestly, I just want the content. Although I feel bad that Claire won't get the Bachelorette season she thought she would, I'm excited for what the season will look like, because they won't really be able to do public dates. Maybe they'll get more creative and set up dates that will give the contestants an opportunity to get to know the lead better than they would by going to a concert or a theme park or something. I'm with her. It's all about the content. Sydney from Chicago. My prediction for Claire's season is that it's going to be harder to spoil than any other season of The Bachelor ever. Usually when you watch the season preview, you can tell how far guys make it based on the locations. Now they're not going anywhere. Everything is going to look the same. It will be hard to know when the drama from the season preview is going to occur. Unless bleep hmm. is camped outside the bubble with binoculars, I'd expect that Bachelor producers are going to try their hardest to keep everything a secret. Sorry, AB, didn't you already said bubble? Uh, it's hers. Big time benefit to this setup. That makes sense. No spoilers. Yeah. All right, AB, do you have another headline of the week or anything else you want to chat about? Feel like we disappointed the listeners? I really do. No, no, I think we did all right. I mean, listen, they're not great shows. It's not our fault. (laughs) They're (laughs) They're not not giving us anything to talk about. There's no content. I looked at my notes. I thought I accidentally deleted my notes when we got to Tristan's episode. Like, why don't I have any notes on this (laughs) whole season? Yeah. Um, But anyway, all right, well, that's it. We got a two-week break, AB. Yep. So. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.